This is a deep dive into the Boston Marathon training process, a Boston University news service podcast reported by Vanette Simon, Emily Pauls, Michelle Tian, and me, Amanda Bang. I will be the host for today. With the annual Boston Marathon just around the corner, countless qualified runners from all over the world are geared up to fly to Massachusetts. It's a world-famous event and receives national recognition. However, it's also important to acknowledge all the efforts that happened behind the scenes of the runners. What is the training process to run in the highly anticipated marathon? What are the struggles they go through that we may not be aware of? You'll find that out soon. To start off though, let's do a deep dive into what the Boston Marathon actually is. According to the Boston Athletic Association, the Boston Marathon has been around since 1897, making it the oldest annual marathon and viewed in a very high regard. That's why there are certain qualifying standards that must be met in order to participate. Those in wheelchairs or para-athletes are also welcome to join as long as they meet the requirements needed. Now that we've provided some background information, let's talk about the actual process of preparing for a world-class marathon like the one we have in Boston. To gain insight into what the training process is like for marathon athletes, we first talked to Boston Athletic Association's running club coach, Sarah Haley. She said the marathon training process can differ for each person and that it can have a wide variety. Healy provided us with an example training overview for elite runners. Most people do take about four to six months to prepare. So there's really like, you'd like to get in two or three months of base training, um, which involves kind of high mileage, um, running every day to build up your aerobic capacity and improve conditioning. And, and then you have kind of two months where you might do more speed work and try to really get familiar with the pace that you want to race at and then pretty much everybody takes ideally about three weeks or maybe a month of tapering which is like decreasing your mileage to really um, let your body recover from all the training and that's kind of been proven to giving you uh, the best performance just to kind of let your body rest get relaxed and ready to race. Haley also mentioned that most marathoners participating in the Boston Marathon have a background in running with some accessions for people in charity running. Because of that, she said, many runners will have a lot of work done already for the training process. So they might need like three or four months of just higher mileage that really gets you ready for that really long distance. It really just is an increase in volume that they need to do to really be prepared to run that hard for 26.2 miles. Healy's BAA running club is mostly with post-collegiate athletes, so she does not assign very specific training regimens for the club members. Pretty much all of them have a history in running already, so they kind of have an idea of the kind of mileage that they want to do. We get kind of specific about, you know, when they would do their long run. We also would prescribe really specific track workouts that can kind of be a little trickier sometimes to plan out for yourself and the cycle of that. So we do, we like in our, in our club, if you know, we would give them one really specific workout every week, give them our suggestion for the long run in the weekend. And then because we're a little bit more flexible because they're post-collegiate athletes, we invite anybody to kind of come to us with the advice they need. For more professional athletes, the training can be a little different than how she coaches. Healy said the BAA also has a high performance coach Mark Carroll, who would make a more specific and intense training schedule for those athletes who are running as their jobs. 
As the marathon is drawing near, Healy said the athletes are now in the process of tapering in their training and workouts. Tapering is when athletes cut back on their miles or the intensity of the training to help their bodies recover from the training and to help reach peak performance. Healy said many of the athletes in her club are now focusing on tapering and keeping in touch with the marathon pace. Yeah, last night they did, you know, their last kind of taper workout was they did a mile, um, a marathon pace, took a break, did another one, then did a two mile. Just It really is just trying to touch um, the marathon pace as much as possible. And even in their long run, sometimes um, they'll work that into their long run, just do some miles to warm up, do um, a section of the course often we'll run on the marathon course since we're right here in Boston and marathon pace just to get the feel for that and then some more easy miles it's sort of trying to replicate what you're going to feel in the marathon and get used to that as much as you possibly can we were also able to speak to a few runners especially runners from Healy's running club Jackie Burr 25 is an athlete who is part of the BAA running club Burr says she is excited to run her first Boston marathon this year I'm actually turning 26 of the day of the marathon, so it's pretty special for me to be able to run that on my birthday. Um, it'll be my first Boston marathon. I've been a runner my whole life. I ran in college, I ran in high school, middle school. So it's something that's kind of just ingrained in me as a person. Um, and now I get to run one of the biggest races in the world, and I'm super excited about it. Burr said training is usually guided on a four-month schedule, but said it was important to have a background in running and gradually increase miles as one starts their marathon training process. She said that each person accommodates their training schedule to their body and how they are feeling. It normally would consist of a long run during the weekend and at least one workout during the week, usually earlier in the week. Um, so our coaches will send us like track workouts and stuff, and you can run them with groups of people or by yourself. And then... Um, however people want to take days off that differs like some people do better with lower mileage um, and some cross training others like to run seven days a week so you have to know your body and know how you can recover best so for me like I would always take off one day during the week and I would supplement with cross training if my legs were starting to feel kind of worn down or tired. Burr also said that marathon training becomes a lifestyle. I mean, your whole life kind of has to go through a lifestyle change. Like, you need to make sure you're getting enough sleep and you're eating enough nutrients and you're drinking enough water um, because everything you do results in how you're training. So it's a whole entire process and you have to be so committed to it. Healy agrees that marathon training becomes a large part of someone's life. It almost becomes a way of life. Like, that's how I feel about our club athletes. Like, they love training together they love the social part of that they love the connection they get with their teammates um i mean distance runners are pretty intense people typically like it it isn't really for for the faint of heart marathoning especially so um you really have to be a committed kind of dedicated person because it it does take a lot of time um, and dedication to do it burr provided her broad daily schedule for marathon training Unlike some, I'm definitely not a morning person, so I wake up and I just go to work, um, and then after work is when I take the time to do my workout, um, so I usually start running around like 4 or 4.30. Um, I give myself anywhere from like an hour or an hour and a half to do my run, and then I always come back home and I stretch 
foam roll. And then twice a week, I would do um, some weight work. So it could be anywhere from just doing arms in one day or doing a full body lift one day or maybe just some band work and core. Um, so honestly, like that could take another hour right there. So between all that, like you have to put aside like three hours a day, I would say, uh, just to be safe. And then mm -hmm. after, I would have um, a really nutritious dinner and make sure I'm taking in plenty of water and then going to bed early. Burr says she does not like having a very strict diet. However, she says she is watching what she eats in the weeks before running the marathon. I try to not be too sticky about what I'm eating. Um, I'm definitely making sure that this week I'm taking in no alcohol. So uh, that's really important. But I'm still just kind of eating as I normally would during training because you don't want to change your diet too much. Your body knows what works by now for you at this point because you have to prepare before your long runs, the dinner beforehand, the breakfast beforehand. So you want to actually keep everything the same. But my meals are really balanced. So I'm making sure that I'm getting a protein, a carbohydrate, and a fat. Um, my go-to meal before a long run is usually quinoa, salmon, and broccoli. So that's probably what I'll have the day before uh, the marathon. And in the morning of, I always do oatmeal with some flax seeds, banana, and cinnamon. Alex Cameron is another athlete from the BAA Running Club. She is from Atlanta, but has been residing in Somerville, Massachusetts for the last few years as a coach for the Simmons University team. Cameron is also running for her first Boston Marathon this year. She gave us an insight into what her training process has looked like for this year. Cameron said training as a team has helped her keep motivated in the winter months. But I've been training pretty solidly for about four months. Um, once a week, we have a track workout for the marathon with my BAA team. So um, we go to the Harvard track. The thing about Boston is that you start training when it's like dead winter in Boston. So you really kind of go through the ringer to get out on the other side. Um, so when we were first doing these workouts, it was like snowy and icy and horrible, but we made it through. Um, probably the reason why I was able to stick to my training so well is because I had teammates every week who I was training with. A bunch of them are training for Boston as well. Um, so I feel like that was a pillar of the training. And then the flip side of that is then obviously the long run. So um, every weekend I usually did on and off weekends. So one weekend higher mileage, one weekend lower, and then building, I built up to 22 miles was my longest. And then that was a couple weeks ago, now coming back down. Cameron also detailed the importance of strengthening exercises. She told us some of the important processes she goes through. I try to do a lot of like glute strength and hip strength and shins. Like I feel like everyone gets shin splints. So just kind of tweaking those and, and making sure that I was keeping all of those strong. Karen shared that her father was one of the reasons she got into running at the age of six or seven. My dad has been a runner or was a runner. He's trying to do a marathon in all 50 states and is like wow. 27 marathons in. So that's pretty nuts. And I kind of grew up with him running. It's kind of crazy to think about, but like there probably hasn't been a day that's gone by for the past 15 years of my life where I haven't thought about running because I like did it in middle school and then high school and college and now I'm four years out of college and have been doing it and um, so yeah I got into it early and I think I'm really really lucky a lot of people burn out um, they have 
coaches maybe that might um, kind of force them to run more than they should, their bodies break, like stuff happens, but I am really lucky that after all these years, I still love it. Um, I still want to do it. I get to do marathons. My body is like holding on. <laughs> My knees are like, I don't know about this, but we're still here. So Caroline Mooney is a fellow Boston University comp student who is also running the Boston Marathon this year. Unlike the other participants we spoke to, she is running for charity. Mooney, coming from a family of runners, has always wanted to participate in the statewide celebration of the Boston Marathon. Previously, she has run for Med Foundation, and this year she's running for her own grandfather's fund, Mooney McIntyre Fund. Uh, I've always wanted to run the Boston Marathon, but I knew I was never fast enough to qualify. Um, and I didn't know if there was another outlet. And then my friend reached out to me and she's like, hey, you know, you can run Boston for charity, right? I was like, oh, no, I didn't know you could do that. Uh, so the fact that I could raise money and like for a charity that I had strongly like believed in um, for its cause. And then also like be able to say like, oh, I completed the Boston Marathon. Like, why not? So I'm doing it actually for my grandfather's fund. Um, so my grandpa, Frank Mooney, has been a track and field coach in Massachusetts for over 50 years in Seekonk. So the Mooney McIntyre Fund is the fund that I'm running for. And it so it's my grandpa and then his friend McIntyre. I don't remember his first name. What their fund does is they provide money for high schools that don't have enough money to get new track and field equipment. They can go to him to get the funding. Mooney was able to run the 2020 virtual Boston Marathon. She talked to us about her eighth month experience in training for the virtual marathon. My charity was part of like the BAA official charity program. Um, and we met every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. at the Prudential Center at the Under Armour, like that big store there. Yeah. Um, and then we set out, so we ran the course backwards. So like if you were like running 10 miles, you'd run five miles down the course and then turn around and run five miles back. Uh, but during the week, I was training on my own. I meet up every once in a while with my friend, but he like, he works full time. So it was like, it's just so happy, you know, it works for everyone to meet on Saturday morning. Um, so that was for the first four months until they decided to push it back. And then the last four months, I... Uh, you know, during the pandemic, I had moved back home and my dad was also working from home sometimes. So he would take his bike out with me on my long runs that were like 12 plus miles. Uh, but it was, it was def definitely difficult. Mooney said she only got 12 weeks to train for this year's Boston Marathon. Thankfully, she said she had kept her running training by being part of the BU Running Club and for other races as well. I only had 12 weeks to train. Thankfully, uh, I am on the BU Running Club, and a lot of our members are running the Providence Marathon, which is about two weeks, two to three weeks after Boston. Um, and because of that, so we have runners that are also training for a marathon as well. So I've been able to go on long runs with kids my age and not some like 35-year-old plus full-time workers. Uh, so that's been really fun, you know, being able to run 15 plus miles with, you know, some of my best friends, uh, definitely helps with morale and all that kind of stuff. But that's about the only difference that I've had. Yeah. Mooney says she was extremely excited to be a part of a non-virtual Boston marathon. 
I'm really excited. My whole family will be there too. Hopefully my grandpa. It's going to be fun. <laughs> the other runners are also very excited to run the upcoming race. Burr said she was most excited for the last couple of miles as she has heard many heartfelt stories about the crowd in the last few miles. The last couple of miles, because I heard that the crowd is just so surreal that it'll like move you to tears. I don't know if I'll necessarily be crying at that point. Um, I'll probably just be so excited to finish. Um, but I'm really, really excited about the energy. I'm someone who feeds off of energy of others. I'm definitely such an extroverted person. And I feel like that's just a really special moment that no one will be able to take away from me. Cameron says she is most excited about being finished with the training and having to experience the Boston Marathon on Patriot's Day after a few year pause from the pandemic. What has gotten me through is visualizing like my partner, my parents, his family, like everyone at the finish line, being able to see them, just the energy of Boston. I know that Boston, you know, it hasn't been normal or you know, existing at all for the past three years, I think. So this is the first Patriots Day Boston back in a lot of years. The city just loves this race. And I just am like so excited for the energy. And um, yeah, just to like see everyone together again. I feel like I'm going to continue to get emotional as I'm running because it's just going to be so cool. Like our city and the world has just gone through so much and it feels like, wow, we're back we're cheering, we have our marathon, it's Patriots Day, like we're loving it. So probably mostly I'm just looking forward to the energy and the crowd.